Hello, we are now in journeying through the book of Leviticus. The book a lot of people think is boring, but there are lots of interesting things in here. We'll uncover some of those today. Leviticus 2. When anyone offers an offering of a meal offering to Yahweh, his offering shall be of fine flour. He shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. He shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests. He shall take his handful of its fine flour and of its oil with all its frankincense, and the priest shall burn its memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. That which is left of the meal offering shall be Aaron's and his son's. It is a most holy part of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. When you offer an offering of a meal offering baked in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil. If your offering is a meal offering made on a griddle, it shall be of unleavened fine flour mixed with oil. You shall cut it in pieces and pour oil on it. It is a meal offering. If your offering is a meal offering of the pan, it shall be of fine flour with oil. You shall bring the meal offering that is made of these things to Yahweh. It shall be presented to the priest and he shall bring it to the altar. The priest shall take from the meal offering its memorial and shall burn it on the altar an offering made by fire of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. That which is left of the meal offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a most holy part of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. No meal offering which you shall offer to Yahweh shall be made with yeast, for you shall burn no yeast nor any honey as an offering made by fire to Yahweh. As an offering of first fruits, you shall offer them to Yahweh, but they shall not rise up as a pleasant aroma on the altar. Every offering of your meal offering you shall season with salt. You shall not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be lacking from your meal offering. With all your offerings you shall offer salt. If you offer a meal offering of first fruits to Yahweh, you shall offer for the meal offering of your first fruits fresh heads of grain, parched with fire and crushed. You shall put oil on it and lay frankincense on it. It is a meal offering. The priest shall burn as its memorial part of its crushed grain and part of its oil, along with all its frankincense. It is an offering made by fire to Yahweh. So this is the meal offering, and this is the second of five different types of offerings in, in the first seven chapters of Leviticus. And this is the only one that is not an animal offering. This is um, made from grain. So it's basically bread. It's bread mixed with oil. It's not allowed to have leaven in it. It's not allowed to have honey in it. You know, sometimes we make damper. We're Australians. We gather around the campfire. We make damper and it's bread and we add salt and honey. Because <laughs> it tastes great. But here, they're not allowed to add the honey, but they have to add the salt. They're not allowed to have leaven, so it's got to be unleavened. Because you'll remember from earlier in Exodus, leaven is a picture of sin. So this, this bread offering or meal offering is supposed to be fine flour. You know, it's, it's supposed to be pure. It's supposed to be even and unleavened. It's not mixed with anything. The only thing added to it is salt. Then they would pour oil and frankincense on top. And those are symbols, symbols of the Holy Spirit. The oil is a spirit, symbol of the Spirit. And you'll remember that frankincense was something that was given to Jesus as a gift. 
and um, for anointing and whatever. So what we've got here is, a, is another symbol of Jesus. Every one of these offerings is a symbol in some way of Jesus. And the fine flower represents Jesus' fine character. It was even, very fine and even and perfect and pure all the way through. And one of the commentators I was reading in, uh, this week, he was talking about this uh, symbolism of the fine flower. And he was saying that Jesus is the only person in all of history that has perfect character, fine and mixed all the way through. And you, you think of other great men of God and, and um, one of the examples he gave was of John Wesley. And you, you can't think of anyone really finer than John Wesley as far as Christians go. And yet his character wasn't even. We can point at faults in his life. We can see that he had, um, you know, troubled marriage and he had problems at home and he, he um, th there were various things in his life and ministry. People didn't agree with him. He, he failed at times. He had, you know, so he was a man of fine character, but he had flaws. He had character flaws. We think about someone like Abraham Lincoln, who was, a, who was a believer, although a lot of people think he wasn't, but he was definitely a believer. And he quoted from the Bible continuously in his speeches and references. Someone like Abraham Lincoln, who's, who's widely regarded as the greatest of all the American presidents, and yet he was a man, a fine man, but with character flaws. And <laughs> he's definitely my favorite American president. And um, yet he'd stand up for a speech and you know he'd have one sock up and one sock down and a hat that wasn't on straight and he wouldn't have cut his hair and he'd look disheveled like a homeless man and his wife was embarrassed about him and so here's a man who's a man with great character but got flaws <laughs> and when we think of Jesus he's just fine all the way through there's no character flaw in him he's the only human being like that Jesus represents for us this fine flower offering a meal offering and this was an offering that was brought out of gratitude. So if you brought one of the other offerings, you could then bring this one as well as an offering of gratitude to God. And this offering would then be food for the priests. So it was given to God, it was burnt, but then there would be remains, basically it was cooked. And then it would be, there'd be leftovers and the priests could eat it. So this is bread. And I'm gonna mention more about that in the next chapter, Leviticus chapter three because there's another offering that the priests get to eat, and an offering of meat. And so they get to eat these two, the bread and the meat together. And so what we've got here is a picture of an offering. It's a fine offering with no flaws. There's no leaven in it. In other words, there's no sin added, but there's also no honey in it. It's not a sweet offering. And Jesus, his life and his death, he experienced a lot of suffering. The Bible says he's a man of suffering. There was no sweetness to added to it. But of course, through him, a lot of sweetness comes to us. And it says that this offering was a sweet, swelling, smelling aroma to God. And this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. It says, Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering to God. So here in Ephesians chapter 5, it's saying we should walk in a manner of love just as Jesus gave himself as this offering. So here we've got a New Testament reference to this exact offering here, an offering which is, you know, for us, it's living a life of love, which represents a sweet aroma to Jesus.
So it's an offering of gratitude. And um, this offering was also eaten by the priests. And in the New Testament, we're the priests. And so we get to partake of the offering. In other words, we get to eat of Jesus. We get to partake of Christ. So I guess the only question that remains is how do we do that? How does a person eat of Christ? And that's, that's easy too. <laughs> Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be filled. So the way to actually eat of God is to want him. It's to be hungry for him. It's to desire him. It's to seek him. And if you do that, Jesus says, you will be filled. So you eat of him by wanting to eat of him, by seeking after him, by being hungry. Lord, I ask that you would increase our desire for you. Increase our hunger for Christ. And I want to thank you for the second of these five offerings, the meal offering, which shows us the character of Christ, the fine character without flaws. And Lord, the fact that your offering was a sweet aroma to Jesus and that we too should live a life of love as a sweet offering to Jesus and that we too should eat of this offering as the priest did and that we too should eat of Christ. I thank you for all the things that are in this chapter. And I ask, Lord, that you'd strengthen our walk and our faith with you. In the name of Jesus, amen.